Hey, this is Corey Wong. If you are interested in guitar players, if you're interested in artists and how they think, why they create, what it is that motivates them to create, come check out my podcast, Wong Notes Podcast, where I get to interview some of my absolute heroes, people like John Mayer, Niall Rogers, Jacob Collier, Madison Cunningham, Benson, Vi, Santana, Satriani, Lukather, Matheny. Oh, the names are insane icons of the guitar, icons of artistry and creativity. I absolutely love sitting down with these musicians and getting to ask them about their creative process and get into the details of why they do what they do. Check it out, Wong Notes. Listen now, wherever you get podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're going to wrap up this week with Miles Okazaki, and I'm here with my co-host, Joe Gore. Hey, nice to be here. And a final topic was one um, that I was really excited to talk to Miles about because it was born out of a chapter in his book, his book uh, that we talked about uh, in depth on Monday, Fundamentals of Guitar. And it's about how he took this idea of transferring drum rudiments to the guitar. And, And so... Uh, rudiments are just kind of basic technique things that drummers uh, use, whether it's a single stroke or double stroke, or they have you know weird names like ratamacues and flams and flamadiddles and all this stuff. But it was real interesting how Miles took those and basically transformed them into picking studies. Yeah, and it's you know the if you know drummers, you maybe have heard talk about rudiments. There isn't really quite an equivalent on guitar. I mean, there's patterns and scales that most of us practice when we're learning, but um, the drum rudiment system is really much more specific than that. Yeah, and it's, I was th- I was thinking that too, as, as Miles was talking about these is, you know, what he's created is kind of the closest I can think of where there's specific, specific pick strokes and how they correspond with specific strings. So instead of uh, right hand, left hand, Miles will be thinking of higher string, lower string. And that's how he kind of yeah. translates them. And then it, yeah, and as you work through the process, you get into some really interesting technical hurdles yeah. and uh, a, lo- a lot of rhythmic and melodic patterns that you probably wouldn't stumble onto yourself if you were just um, approaching it as a traditional guitarist. Yeah, I will say when I started, when I when I got the book and got to this page and I started working on it, it became very obvious that these are this was a hole in my playing that I needed to needed to get through. So. Uh, so thanks for joining us this week of the episodes this week with Miles, and we're going to wrap it up this week, and uh, we'll jump right to it. And today's topic is going to be uh, one of the more interesting parts of the book, uh, of your book, Fundamentals of Guitar, uh, for me, and that's your whole take on translating drum rudiments to picking studies. Mm. So I know one of your... Uh, a longtime collaborator, Stan Weiss, uh, is an excellent drummer, and and he goes, and basically in the minutia you get into on guitar, he does a similar thing on drums. So I'm just curious, Miles, as to where the idea of converting drum rudiments to guitar came from. Yeah, well, you could say I do an extremely rudimentary, no pun intended, uh, version of what Dan does. But Dan was actually uh, it's Dan Weiss, the drummer who lives in Brooklyn. He was um, teaching me. I, I I got an itch to learn about some drums, you know. I mean, when I was actually in 
in grade school, I played the snare drum and the marching band and all that stuff. So I kind of could hold the sticks and stuff. But I was like, hey, can you show me some stuff? And he was teaching me uh, Charlie Wilcoxon exercises He from this book, uh, Rudimental Swing Solos. Every every rudimental drummer knows knows um, that book. But he was teaching it to me just, just by memorizing. Like I wasn't reading it, you know, which he teaches that way. And I teach that way as well. Um, so I still, you know, you remember it for a long time when you, when you learn that way. But anyway, the rudimental thing is very, um, interesting to me, um, because it feels like picking to me, basically. And I was struggling with some stuff picking wise, uh, in terms of, uh, falling into kind of habits and, and getting hung up when I didn't want to be hung up. And I was like, why am I getting hung up? You know? And, uh, and I was like, well, maybe if I work rhythmically, because um, I was, I don't know, I've always been a student of rhythm. Uh, but I was like, well, how can I, I need, I was dealing with stuff rhythmically that I was writing, for example, that I couldn't really execute that well on guitar because of certain problems with the way I was picking, you know, um, I needed to fill in some holes there. And so I was thinking maybe, um, this rudiment thing might hook that up a little bit. So you, with the rudiments, are you correlating left and right hand with up and down stroke with the pick? No, uh, I'm correlating them with different strings. So, uh, because up and down, okay, if you said it's up and down, if I said this is right and that's left, you can't hear the difference, really. Um, and also, they don't, um, something like, well, how would you how would you do a double stroke for example like this single stroke I'm going down up down up down up down up but a double stroke would just be like down down up up which is not a good way to play guitar <laughs> like it does not on one string nobody would do that naturally right so so the natural thing for me would just be to say like let's say I have two notes right and then I could say uh, well now I can treat this as right and left hand right left right left right left right left like this and now you can hear the difference and it feels different feels like like one is is going one way and one's going another way does that make sense yeah okay simply yeah. saying that left and right equals two different pitches or is it more systematic than that i, I no i'm saying that that right equals a higher string and left equals a lower string so whether it's this or some even lower, or this is still right left because right is my pick is is moving up to a, the higher string and left is that it's moving down to the lower string. You break it down in your book: single strokes, double strokes, paradiddles, triple strokes, flams, drags. I mean, you go through all of them. Uh, well, there's a lot more drum rudiments than that, <laughs> but that was where I sort of stopped in terms of what's useful to me. Yeah. 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 So let's let's just kind of quickly maybe for people who aren't familiar with the drum side of the terminology, what's the difference between a, a single stroke, a double stroke, and a paradiddle? Let's say. Yeah, um, I should have a drummer on here to to, to 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 fact check me, but but you know, single strokes are just one stroke with each hand. You know, so mm -hmm. in this case, I'm gonna stick with these two notes, F and C. This is right, left, right, left. Okay, so that's just one stroke, le right, left, right, left, right, left, single stroke. Double stroke. Okay. 
Now with with that double stroke, they could be two different notes, right? If I play B flat C F G, right? That's this. It's the same. I'm doing the same exact same thing with the pick, because the B flat and C I'm playing for. There's no video here, so audio. B flat C I'm playing on the third string, and F and G I'm playing on the fourth string, right? So, so that's that's a double stroke still. <laughs> And then, uh, should I keep going? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, this, in case you need something to go to sleep to. <laughs> uh, uh, so paradiddle. Uh, now paradiddle is something that uh, maybe people don't know. Paradiddle is, is, is two singles and a double. So we go right, left, right, right. And then we reverse it. Left, right, left, left. Single, single, double. Single, single, double. So... <laughs> That's how it goes. Um, and then, uh, oh, what well, I did a few more. I did triple strokes. Again, you could do different notes, whatever. And then flams, these are not really... Um, used on guitar that much, but you hear it a lot like this. Not so much. Not so much going down. That's quite difficult to get the right articulation. Because it's not a strum. It's not this. It's two different notes. Right? It's almost but like a staccato sweep kind it's of a, thing. It's a grace note into the note. And doing a grace note, that was one of the that was one of the things that was hanging me up. I'm like, well, why are the things going down that I'm doing not as strong as the things going up? Or or sometimes it's the reverse. So part of the rudimental thing was like, well, I want to make both I want to make both ways of going on the guitar the same. I want to make them equally strong, you know? Because generally, and for most guitar players, downstrokes are stronger, you know. And I was like, well, I don't want to be dealing with that. I don't want to be changing stuff I want to play in the moment because the picking is getting tangled up, you know? So, so those flams could be put on other things. You know, you could put the flam on the paradiddle. And it actually sounds like a polyrhythm, you hear. two polyrhythms together like one rhythm is off offset from the other one um that interesting things happen with those and i had one more which is a rough which is a quick double into the note this is one's a little difficult right that requires a little pressure and you kind of press down and go a weird funny little movement but i i i do those you know i again these are kind of like scales you know like you don't sit there and and deliberately figure out which one you're going to do at them in the moment but having those movements kind of available to you um for me anyway was helped me access some ways of playing that i wanted to get into in terms of precision speed accuracy in all the examples you just played uh the the quote right hand note was a higher pitch that's right did you you always keep it that way yeah i just imagine like i'm looking down the guitar from the bridge to the nut 
you know, so the higher strings are on the right, you know. Um, and that's that then everything from the drums is just sort of like oriented that way. And one thing I want to also ask you about this kind of related is you're kind of you have a unique picking style uh, as it is. And some people have called that Benson style picking. Uh, can you talk a little about that? Well, uh, my picking is actually Rodney Jones picking. So okay. Rodney Jones is my teacher when I moved to New York. But his style of picking is Benson picking. <laughs> so it's sort of because I didn't. It's study, in the tree. I didn't study with George Benson, but he did. You know, so um, and a little Barney Kessel and some others. But the main main influence is George Benson, and there are a lot of players who do it uh, much more like George Benson than I do. I'm sort of a modified hybrid version of of it. You know, because uh, well, the short version is this: like when I moved to New York. This is in 97, oh God, 1997, yeah. So uh, I had been playing already for, you know, a while, like 10, 15 years, and uh, playing gigs and stuff too. Um, and my, my way of, of picking was just kind of homemade. I never really had um, technique lessons, you know. And so I was playing with my... I'll describe since there's no video like my wrist resting on the bridge and kind of going down like Pamathini plays a little bit like that you know um, and uh, um, and he gets great results but you know for me it was like it, it was it, it wasn't getting the what I needed I said I went to Rodney I was like uh, I, I he's like well what do you want to do I was like well I want to play like rhythmic stuff like I want to play like George Benson and like I want to do stuff like I want to be able to do the stuff you're doing like this like catfish Collins like kind of like rhythm guitar stuff and like like he's like okay well first of all you got to change that picking thing because that's not going to work you know for this that style that you're talking about you know and at that time I was into learning styles I was like I want to learn all the styles so I want to be able to work I want to be able to play gigs right so I got to learn styles um, but the main thing was like I want to play I want I want to have that freedom that Benson seems to have you know where he can. Just, I- can you, for, for folks who don't know, we've got no video. Explain what the Benson technique is. How you're how you're using your shaping your hand in in well, this approach. Well, yeah. If you look at at a video of Benson, George Benson is who we're talking about. Uh, um, what you'll see is that his hand is is not touching the bridge, but is open. And in fact, if you're like looking down at your hand, you can like see the palm of your hand. You know, so it's it's like an open position where the hand is kind of all below the strings and the and you're kind of grabbing the strings from below you know so your palm your palm is slightly cupped and and pointing from yeah, the low well, from the high e down towards the low e yeah and the and the movement is it with your hand is more of a waving kind of a grabbing kind of emotion as opposed to like a chopping kind of emotion you know uh, which is if you have your hand up on the bridge um, you know then then um, it becomes more of a wrist, like like chopping kind of. I don't know how else to describe it, but I think of it as like a motion. It's, know, the motion's um, primarily coming from your wrist while your while your forearm yeah, is stationary. Whereas whereas this one, and it's but it's the kind of motion from your wrist where it's going side to side on your wrist. Whereas the the bent thing is more like it's going front to back, like you're waving. You know, like like one is like the the. Uh, What's the wave of like the the prom queen on the parade float? You know that's more the chopping, I guess. And then the other one like waving, like 
or like you say, get away from me, put on a mask or whatever. <laughs> like that's, that's more the that's more the Benson style. Uh, anyway, that's the way I interpreted it, and that's the way the Rodney was. Rodney is now he's more of a strict adherent to it. His hand is always down there below. The, like if you're looking at him play, you can see all of the strings of the guitar. You don't even see his hand is not covering the strings at all. You know, it's really coming from below. You know, and he's really grabbing. I I go back and forth because when I want more like. If I want to play the software with real super precision, I might come back up and do a little bit more like the other way. But if I want to get real rhythmic, I might come down here, you know, and certainly if I'm playing like real rhythm, like real strong strokes, it's then then it's a totally, totally open thing. But can you like just audibly play both both different styles so people can kinda of hear what you're talking about when you say well, play more rhythmically? Rhythm I mean, let's say oh boy, that's kind of a hard one. Uh Let's see. Uh, well, let's say I'm playing. Now I can play this this line like, um, you know, with that more super delicate touch with my 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 my, my, my wrist up on the bridge, you know. And and I, I I think of that as like writing with a pencil, where you you're holding it close to the drawing with a pen or a pencil, where your your hand is close to the end. You know where you have like a lot close of control. Close to the tip, as a close yeah. to the tip. Sorry, close to the tip, as opposed to like where this way, where where now my hand is is farther away from the guitar, down below, and I'm reaching up to grab the nose. So so I'm I'm more you the accents pop for me they pop a little bit more, because I'm I'm kind of reaching farther to get them. And then and I'm relying a little more on um, this sort of large movement that to me, I don't know, the gesture of it is, is, has more of a free feeling than when I'm doing the small movement. Well, stuff. another, uh, but they're both. Oh, just sorry, another visual observation. Um, you're gesturing while you talk. And um, when you were, were talking about the non Benson method um, it, and moving your arm, the preponderance of motion was coming from the wrist. And just now, as you were talking about using a more flowing motion, you started moving your forearm and even moving your shoulder a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, just the just the thought of it makes you play differently, right? Like if I think of Sonny Rollins while I'm playing, it's going to make me play differently than if I'm thinking about Lee Konitz or something. I mean, just some, some kind of specific references. Or I guess make a guitar. You know, if I if I'm thinking about 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 Jimmy Page is going to make me play differently than if I think about Jimi Hendrix. You know, there's, there's two different, like, feelings I get in my mind that then physically make me f play differently, you know what I mean? Because it puts you in a different vibe, you know, and then that comes out. I mean, as long as you've done some work in those areas, physically, you can actually do those things. Not that I could play like either of those guys, but I'm just, as an example, you know, or Benson, for that matter. But, but thinking about the way that Benson plays puts me in a certain way of, feeling about how to how to how to sort of hold the guitar how to approach the pick and the accents and the rhythmic feel you know because for me it's like that feel thing is the primary um uh the primary thing upon which it's judged about whether it works or not does it feel good or not rhythmically uh, so how long did it take you when rodney was telling you that you're gonna have to change how long did it take you before you really felt comfortable uh, I'd say to really feel like, well, you know, in the heat of the moment, like, you know, you go to play like whatever, the Thelonious Monk guitar competition or something. In the heat of the moment, you, you know, I would revert back to whatever, you know, you, you go to your comfort zone, 
So for me to stop doing that, like, or just to have the freedom to say, like, I'm going to come this way or I'm going to come from above or below, to have a little more versatility, you know, five years or so probably of pretty de determined work, meaning like, uh, like I'm going to really practice and I'm going to practice in a mirror and I'm going to look at it, you know, and, and all that stuff, you know. I mean, physical habits take a long time yeah. <laughs> to change, you know, especially for once you've passed, like, your sort of physical formative stage, you know, as an adult, I'm talking about it, this is as a 22-year-old now or something, 21-year-old, you know, you're kind of, you're not, you know, it's harder to learn learn a foreign language at that time, you know, it's harder to do all kinds of stuff because you're not as, as, uh, as, as uh, what do you call it, malleable or whatever, you know. Well, well, thank you so much, Miles, for joining us this week. Uh, it's been a, It's been a deep dive on a bunch of different topics. And this whole week, I've been taking mental notes of stuff that I Me need too. to <laughs> nuggets I need to take and and wait. Work did you guys on myself, just do one so. with Nier? Did you do one with Nier Felder? Yeah, yeah, I just did. Hmm? Oh, okay, okay. I thought I saw something about that. Okay, cool. <laughs> and it's so. funny how, how there's a couple topics, like especially when you talk about practicing in thirds, that he was he was talking about where he improvises fingerings. You know, he doesn't get stuck into a box. Oh yeah, he's got a very fluid style. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's much. More natural with that than I am, probably. So he's, he just does. He's like, "Oh, what's the big deal?" You know, I have to sit there and figure it out. So, <laughs> so well, thanks again, Miles. Yeah. Uh, everybody, go check out uh, Miles' latest stuff. Uh, MilesOkazaki dot com. He has yeah. a new record out, new live record out. Yeah, the... yeah, we just made that last. And month. the and and the Instagram. <laughs> and the Instagram. Exactly. Okazaki Studio. It's called. Yeah. There you go, Okazaki Studio. So, yeah. thanks again, and we'll see everybody next week. All right.